Hi, this is Lindsay Wagner. You are listening to TV Confidential. When I look all around, I can't believe the things I found. Now I need to find my way. I must, I must find me. Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that will go back in time, so to speak, as we welcome Kathy. Coleman. If you watched Saturday morning TV during the mid-1970s, you'll remember Kathy as Holly Marshall on Land of the Lost, one of the first and one of the most successful live-action children's shows ever made. Kathy faced all sorts of peril every week on Land of the Lost, but that was nothing compared to the ups and downs she encountered in her life outside of television, which included sexual abuse, spousal abuse, homelessness, being left to die in the middle of nowhere on more than one occasion, and the trauma of learning that she was born out of wedlock. Kathy has faced more hard knocks in her life than anyone since Job. Yet through it all, she has remained upbeat with the help of faith, family, and friends. Kathy shares her story in a new book, which we'll tell you more about in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling Kathy, I don't know if you've ever watched Ally McBeal, but... Uh, years ago. Years ago. Years ago. ago. Well, okay, every episode began with a song called Searching My Soul. You know, do, 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 do. I've been down that road before. And, you know, I have have made mistakes in my life that I just can't hide. That kept playing in my head when I read your life story. Wow. I mean, because a lot of what happened to you could happen to anyone. Mm hmm. But not. (laughs) But not everyone would be willing to talk about it. So what led you to open up? Well, I kind of had a feeling when I did the panel, this is prior to the panel at Comic-Con, that there might be somebody in the audience that's already read the book. And every once in a while at these panels, the majority of the people ask, like, the normal questions about Land of the Lost and stuff like that, but there's always one wild card in the audience that shouts out a question that takes you off guard. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I should probably prepare myself because he's going to take me out of the Land of the Lost and put me into the Land of the Real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I better get myself at least ready for that. So I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know, Somewhere along the line, when I was very young, somebody convinced me, and I allowed it, that it was just okay to mistreat me because I I was good with it. I was okay with that. And, you know, look at her. She's fine. She's fine. Look at her. She's smiling. Well, smiling is just who I am. It's my nature that I smile a lot. And I kind of wanted people to know that at some point enough is enough and, and you have to know what's behind the smile, mm-hmm. you know? It's not that my smile isn't genuine, but there's there's a whole lot of other stuff behind that than just just some shallow thing, you know? Well, it's like that classic Smokey Robinson song, Tears of a Clown. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we when, when we see... People perform, you know, we pay for the performance and we want to lose ourselves in the performance. And we don't always, and because we're enjoying the song that they're performing for our pleasure, or in your case, we're enjoying watching you in, whether it's watching you 
in real time growing up in the 70s or watching you on, on DVD today. We're enjoying the pleasure you're giving us, but a, a lot of times for you to hit your marks and to be Holly in the moment when the cameras are rolling and, and you need to be Holly, I mean, you have to set aside the stuff that you may have gone through at home or behind the set as Kathleen. Right. And, and people don't always appreciate that. Right. And, and that's just one, like, uh, facet of it. The other and the most important thing to me is um, I want people to realize that this isn't just a life that happens to kid actors, you know. This is this my, one of my best friends. Her and I's lives parallel so much in, in the out-of-show business mm-hmm. world that it's amazing. And she's never been on television before. But she's had divorces. She's had problems. She's had cheaters. She's had beaters. And she's not in show business. So I was kind of in the book trying to tell everybody about all my ups, downs, and, you know, the pimples that I've had in life, and, and that we all have that, you know, because the second you start sharing those things with people, it, it takes their guard down, and then they can become kind. As long as they think that I'm different than they are, then they put up a wall to me, and it's usually not very friendly, and I feel like I don't even get to know them. Yeah. And if in sharing, you know, some of your ups and downs and dangers and, you know, comedy, I mean, mean, look, you've had real-life drama, you've had real-life tragedies, and you've had a lot of comedy of errors that we all go through, you know, (laughs) just just being people. And if you could come out, and and if you can come out of it on the other, look, you've had, I mean, more knocks in your life than Job. But you come out of it on the others. I mean, you can, and you can easily let that define you and be an angry, bitter person. But you're not. I mean, you've accepted. can't do that. Can't, can't do that. You can't. You can't. No. And it, I just know that there's always two choices. And why would anybody take the other one? You know, when this other one is available, you know, go that take the high road. And if someone who grew up, you know, watching you on Land of the Lost or or discovers your story, as I did, frankly, you know, independent. I mean, I, I'm one of the few people who did not watch Land of the Lost in real time. I mean, I, mean, I watched Saturday morning cartoons, you know, Kathleen, but I never, I never, I mean, it just, that, was, that just wasn't a show that I watched back then. But, but even if you discover, if, if you're, if there, there are people who, are just, who will discover your story without ever watching Land of the Lost, and it, there are things that people can take away from reading your story that is upbeat and positive and you know, maybe may help them go through problems or struggles that they may be going through that you went through. Well, you're the perfect example because you did not grow up watching the show. And pretty much in our first conversation, I would say maybe a minute passed, and we were already friends. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, look, and as, as, as we said in our tease, there are a lot of things about your story that I that I found myself nodding in agreement because because there, there there are a few parallels that you and I have had growing up. I mean, we both come from large families. We're both near. We're both. I mean, I mean, I'm the next to youngest. You're the youngest, and we both we were both raised by strong. I mean, strong women 
strict women, but loving women. You know? Right. What? My mother's nickname, uh, Mum, they used to call her the Great Stone Face. That's a sloppy <laughs> because you could go up to somebody and say, how much is that? And they'd say $5. And you'd say, will you take $4? And they'd say, no, I'm sticking firm to the $5. My mother would go up two minutes later, come back and say, he gave it to me for $3. And he also gave me this pump that goes with it. You know, and it's like, how did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but one, one, one obvious difference between you and I is, I mean, I, I knew who my father was. I mean, I, my father was there with me growing up. I didn't have a great relationship with my dad, you know, at least as a kid. I had a, you know, but that, I, I had a good relationship with him you know, as, as an adult. You found out at a young age, I mean, you not only grew up without a dad, but you found out at a young age that you were born out of wedlock. I, can, I can't imagine dealing with that. How did you deal with that? Well, I was 18. So well, well, still, I mean, I can't, I mean, that's, that, that's how, that's right. It's very, it's very young. And it was in a, in a part, a time in my life where so many things were taking place. I had just received my trust fund. Mm -hmm. um, I was free of the control in, in my household, I could then, because I had a car, I got a brand new car, that was my gift to myself, you know, and I had freedom for the first time in my life to just go and do, and then I wound up getting pregnant and married, and you know, all of these things happened, and, and that information was given to me during that time, and it was very, very overwhelming to me. And at the same time, it was a relief to me because it was all the questions that kind of rolled around in my brain over the years because things didn't match up. Mm -hmm. or they just weren't right. And I hate that to this day, I hate that kidnapper's mentality of people that hold things over you, you know, and, and it just bothers me to no end. And I watched it happen with my mother, with our other older siblings who used to hold it over her that they were going to tell. And so for her to be free of that was like another really good part of knowing it, you know. We're talking to Kathy Coleman, Holly Marshall on the original Land of the Lost, and the author of Lost Girl, The Truth and Nothing But the Truth, So Help Me, Kathleen, the story of Kathy's life before, during, and after Land of the Lost. Lost Girl is available both as a paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, BarnesNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. You can also follow Kathy by liking her fan page on Facebook, like I did. I think you'll agree with me on this, Kathleen, because the great thing about conventions, whether you are a fan or whether you're a vendor, or whether you're a celebrity. You have something in common with 5,000, 10,000, 3,000, however large the venue is, because you're all there because of whether it's a particular show or just an interest in science fiction in general. Absolutely. There's a common thread that, that sews us all together. And, and it's funny, if I do a convention like if I do a repeat convention, it's like going home to see family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and it, I may not remember people's names. I, I can't be responsible for everyone's sure. names. 
but I certainly remember their faces, and if they they did something that was a little different than, than the majority of the people, they stand out, and I'll say, no, I do remember you because you're the one who had that keychain that you should, or whatever, I'll say something, and it blows their mind that I remember them. I would imagine, because I, I know this is, I mean, you talk a little bit about this uh, in Lost Girl, and you've also touched on this in some of the interviews you've given uh, over the over the past uh, few weeks and months. Because every now and then, a fan will come up to you and and, and and not only thank you for being on that show, but they'll, they'll tell you that watching Land of the Lost had an impact on them that continues to this day, and I imagine that makes you feel good. Oh, I've had paleontologists come up to me and say, you know, that that they are in that field today because of watching the show. So I have that kind of personality that comes up, and then I have other women that come up and say, you know, you gave me the courage, you know, because you were just such a strong little girl, Mm -hmm. and so I've had it across the board, and men, of course, that come up, and they're with their wives, and it's very (laughs) cute and innocent, and they say, you know... She was my first crush, and they elbow their wife, and we all have a good giggle, and so it's very cute. Yeah, so you you, you touch fans on a number of levels, and, and as we just talked about it, because I, I was not familiar with the show as a kid, so I was amazed to find out the level of talent who put that show together, not just in front of the camera with you and Wesley and, and Spencer Milligan, but I, I didn't realize that David Gerald created that show. Right, that's why we do the Star Trek convention, because actually uh, many writers that were Star Trek writers worked on our show. D.C. Fontana. Mm-hmm. Walter Koenig did a couple Yeah, there's, there's a number of them that worked on our show. David, David Gerald was actually the creator. Yes, and again, it's just it's um, not, not just the fact that you had his, his caliber, but you know some, some of the caliber of... Uh, Writers that you just mentioned, Theodore Sturgeon, I think, wrote a couple of uh, Land of the right. Lost. He also wrote right. for Star Trek. And you had the Westmore family and makeup artists who were attached right. to the show. Right, the same makeup people. Yeah. So, no, it's he, crazy. And and he did, Mike Westmore does Face Off right now, so mm-hmm. we see him at the convention. And David Gerald, he he joined us on our panel at Comic-Con this weekend. Yeah, so it's and so it's just it's that that was fun. It's it's like it's, it's look. It's one of those things. It was done on videotape, which it, it makes it look like it was done on the cheap, but it was not done on the cheap. You had a lot of no. It was state of the art for its time. Mm-hmm. And and look, the fact that it's still being shown today, and the fact that we're talking about it and we're distinguishing it, you know, as the original Land of the Lost as opposed to the uh, the two attempts to bring it back. It always comes back to the original show, and that. That says a lot for what you did. Right. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and then you know what? David swears that he's got about 50% of the book done, and he will eventually turn that into a screenplay. The Cross, Sid and Marty were also at Comic-Con this weekend doing a panel, mm-hmm. and I didn't see their panel, but I heard through people that came to our table that they mentioned that they were going to take one more final attempt at getting this right. Because Universal, they say that Universal took it out of their hands and, you know, and they, they lost a lot of their creative rights and stuff. So it became a, just a mess. That movie's a mess. It's all, it's all over the board. It's not even Land of the Lost. <laughs> the Will Ferrell one, it's just, I don't even know what it is. You, you know, you spoof something like The Brady Bunch, 
you don't spoof Land of the Lost. It wasn't a spoofable type show. No, no, and it it uh, well, we 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 could we could spend an hour talking about that, and there are a lot of other things. <laughs> no, <about>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> talking to Kathy Coleman, Holly Marshall on the original Land of the Lost, and the author of Lost Girl, The Truth and Nothing But the Truth, So Help Me, Kathleen, the story of Kathy's life before, during, and after Land of the Lost. Lost Girl is available both as a paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. You can also follow Kathy by liking her fan page at Facebook. Years ago when I was in school, Kathleen, I read a book called Roderick Random, uh, which essentially it's it's the story of a man who goes through a lot of adventures and misadventures while, while searching for his father. And in a lot of ways, reading Lost Girl reminded me of when I read Roderick Random because there's your book is episodic. Uh, there are a lot of scary parts, but there's if a... If you at least laugh, because Arthur's bar and grill to me, I know it's a crazy story, but I, there's something about that story that's very funny. Well, no, I was, I was just going to say, there's a lot of scary parts, but there's a lot of funny parts, you know, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the humor that comes through life, and it's the humor that comes through looking back at certain things that we all have done with our life, and like, what was I thinking? Right, uh, you know, of well, you know that 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 sort of thing. And at the end, at the end, there's redemption. In in, in your case, because it comes full circle, and it's a great human story. That uh, as as we said, it it will connect with a lot of readers. You know, on a number of different levels, whether they come at it through Land of the Lost or come at it, you know, for other reasons. Right. I hope so. I hope so. That was my intention. Another thing that I enjoyed learning about you is that you sang with the Mike Curb congregation. I mean, now, now that was something I was familiar with because I watched a lot of the I watched a lot of variety shows in the 1970s. And you guys, I mean, you not only did live performances, but you were on pretty much every major variety show and every major music show in the 1970s. Well, they Mike Curb, who at that time he was like the president of MGM Records. Uh-huh. And they, the group actually started, I think their first job was the Glenn Campbell show. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I joined them, um, I was 10 years old, and I did two national tours with them. And we performed with everybody. I mean, Burt Bacharach, Bob Hope, Joel Gray, Ray Stevens. I mean, we, we really, like... Were some with with some heavy hitters, George Burns and Burt Bacharach. I was arm in arm with them down at the Schubert Theater in Century City. Yeah, and and I I, I understand you sang on stage with uh, Helen Reddy at the height of her pop. Yeah, and that was right when that her big hit came out. Yeah. And that's a funny part in the book, so I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, okay, all right. And again, the name of the book is Lost Girl: The Story of Kathy's Life Before, During, and After Land of the Lost. We'll continue our conversation with Kathy after this quick time out here on TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, author friend Donna Allen Figueroa, who I understand has a new book out. Yes, it's entitled Fall Again Beginnings. It's the first part of a four-part contemporary romantic series set against the background of working actors. Something that you know a, little, a thing or two well, about. Well, you write what you know, and I have been working in the business for 
several years. It is not necessarily autobiographical, but it's based on... Sure, many of the experiences that the actors in my book have, many have happened to me, many have happened to friends of mine. It's not, if you're looking for Valley of the Dolls, it's not, it's grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality, and it's the first in a series. Yes, called the Fall Again series. Fall Again. Which is available as a paperback as well as an ebook and in Kindle at fallagainseries.com. And Robertson with enough time to tell you that our friends at Time Life, working alongside the trustees of the Robin Williams estate, have now made Robin Williams Comic Genius available at retail for the very first time in three different configurations, including a five DVD collector set edition that is available exclusively at Walmart. The five DVD edition of Robin Williams Comic Genius includes the crown jewels of Robin's stand-up career, all five of his HBO specials spanning the periods of 1978 through 2009, plus rare archival footage of Robin's early stand-up career, as well as raw footage from HBO's promo shoots and press interviews and brand new interviews with Louis Black and Robin's manager, David Steinberg that is all included in the five DVD edition of Robin Williams Comic Genius. The five DVD edition of Robin Williams Comic Genius is available exclusively at Walmart. You're listening to TV Confidential. Attention sports fans. Now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow if you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free free installation as soon as tomorrow but you gotta call all american dish right now 800-296-1251-800-296-1251-800-296-1251 that's 800-296-1251 hi this is d wallace and you're listening to tv confidential baby Robertson, along with the guest Kathy Coleman, star of the original Land of the Lost and the author of Lost Girl, the story of Kathy's life before, during, and after Land of the Lost, including her time as a member of the Mike Curb congregation. Lost Girl is available both as a paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold on. It's a, if I can say so, it's all it's all on color pages. And it's just shy of a coffee table book. So it's a good-sized book. It's not just your average pocketbook kind of paperback. It's, it's a really pretty book. It is a really pretty book. And as, as you say, there, there are full-color photographs. And there are a lot of photographs, you know, not only during your, your show business days, but of the many, many different people in your life, people who you call angels. Uh, and that's, right, another, that's, right. that, that's another thing you and I have in common, because I believe in guardian angels. And that was, that was another thing that was instilled in me by my mother, 
uh, because my mother was a woman of faith. And again, when you look back at the arc of your life, it's amazing how there's a certain thread of providence that connects your life. I mean, look, the fact that I'm talking to you right now uh, is the result of providence because, uh, as we mentioned in our in, in our open, there were a few episodes which we will not get into because you got to read the book, folks. But uh, where Kathy was literally stuck and you know left in the middle of nowhere to die, you know. So you get so the fact the fact that you got through that and we're having this conversation that somehow there was a greater purpose that you were there you were able to survive through that. Oh, I signed up. See, I believe this is my thought process. I believe that there's a big list up in heaven and and there's all these names on it and you get to pick who you want to be and then when you pick that name because you had all those other options but you chose that name then we get here and we complain about it the whole time no you had the choice you chose that i chose to be me so whatever comes with being me is my my responsibility it's my my decision and so you know i i try not to complain about it too much you know i picked it and, I, and when, when I clock out, when it's time for me, my job is done, and I, I completed my mission, I get to go home, just like you would at a job. I'm out of here, you know? And that's how I think of it. Well, part of your mission right now is uh, to talk to us and tell us about your book, Lost Girl, which, uh, as, as, as we mentioned, is available both in uh, paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. I, w- I want to ask you a little bit about Spencer Milligan because I know, I mean, and, and again, I don't want to give too much away, but I do, but um, I, I know that he was sort of a sur- surrogate father for you on the set. And Very he- much so. And even to this day, um, I recently saw him. And if I say you, you were like a father to me, he immediately corrects me like with a snap in his voice and his tone. And he says, I am your father. <laughs> well, and, and I understand. He's very sweet with me. Well, very sweet. I can see that. I, I can see that. And that certainly comes across in the stories that you share in the book. And I understand that you're working on a documentary about Spencer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. It all started, um, I, I went back to Wisconsin to do a engagement, an autograph signing, and my boyfriend of today, he is from Wisconsin, so after my show, he met me there, and I knew that Spencer lived in, in a city in, in Wisconsin, yeah. but that's all I knew. I just knew the name of the city. So my boyfriend and I get in the car, and we just say, you know what, let's just go find him. Well, synchronicity is just one of my favorite things, Mm -hmm. and it just started snowballing. And from one place that we would stop at, they'd give us directions to another place. And before you knew it, or before we knew it, we were in a cottage on the lake, and the woman at the front desk said, did I hear you saying you were looking for Spencer Milligan last night? And we go, yeah. And we kind of thought how weird that she was eavesdropping on our conversation. But she said, you know what? He lives just down the road. It was like, oh, my God, this synchronicity is just nutty. It's so much fun. So um, we went and visited him in, in a total surprise attack that he didn't, wasn't expecting. And he hadn't seen me in, in close to 40 years. And uh, and then a couple of months later, I got a film crew together, and I gathered the rest of the cast, 
and we went to Wisconsin, Milwaukee, and got a van, and we drove up there and filmed the entire trip up there, which was like a two and a half, three hour drive, mm -hmm. and we shared stories and laughter and, and anger and all kinds of things take place in that van, and it's non-scripted, it's off the hook, it's terrific footage, and we've put that together. It'll be, it'll be out as soon as we can get it out to the fans. It's really our gift to the fans because we kind of felt, or at least I did, I have to speak for myself, I kind of felt like the movie sort of was a slap in the face to our fans. They went thinking they were getting what they were accustomed to, and they got nothing that even came close to that. And, and not only that, the scene with you and Wesley got cut. Right. <laughs> right. In, in the end, it turned out to be the best thing because <laughs> it won the Razzie and then it was just horrible. So they did us a favor. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it sounds like this, this documentary about Spencer sounds great. And I, hope, I, I hope when it's released, I, I hope uh, we'll have a chance to, to talk to you about that again on the show. But, but before we end today's conversation, another thing that, that, that struck me about the book, okay, you, you grew up without a father, but you, had, you, you essentially had two moms that you had your, 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 yes. your real mom. Yes. And your step and and the father figure as well, and the father figure as well. That's right, your father-in-law, right? And your your, right. Fa your father-in-law and your mother-in-law, uh, Mary and Moses, who you know, right? They were. Um, he was Alfonso Bell. Mm -hmm. His father was the founder of Bel Air. Yeah, yeah. I married his son, and they even after we divorced, they just took me in for twenty-five years. Yeah, so, you know... They were wonderful grandparents to my children, and uh, uh, lost both of them within a two-week period of time, and so it's, uh, it was actually one of the most beautiful passings I've ever seen, because they were lovebirds, and to see one go, and the other one go, hey, hold on a minute, I'm on my way, and they were, it was really actually, if, as far as passing goes, it was probably the... the sweetest, prettiest way it could ever take place. And and I'm just, I, I, I would imagine, you know, Kathleen, because you had, despite all the, all the ups and downs and all the, all the hard knocks that came your way, because you had, Despite all that, you had the ongoing presence of loving people in your life, such as your mom, such as such such as Al, such as Marion. You know, mm -hmm. I had to that that had to keep you going. Oh, without a doubt. And you know, when you don't have a certain person in your life, whether it be a father or a sister or a best friend or whatever, you go out and you find them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't settle for just, oh, well, I don't have that, and go on a pity party. You go and you find replacements. And so I did. And I want everyone to go, I want everyone listening to our program right now to go out to Amazon or BarnesNoble.com or wherever you buy your books online and pick the up a book copy. book is really, I'm a book person. I read three books a week. Mm -hmm. um, and there is just nothing better than having the book. I, I, I know that some people may not be able to afford it and they have to do it Kindle. 
but it's it's really kind of robbing yourself of the the, the book. It, it, it's a beautiful book, and there's lots of color pictures, and I purposely did not put them all just in a chunk in the center of the mm-hmm. book. I spread them throughout the book so that every story that's told, there's a picture that coincides with it. Well, it's a great story, and it's an inspiring story, and I want everyone to, to know about it. Uh, a Lost Girl, The Truth, and Nothing But The Truth, so help me, Kathleen. Uh, you can find it uh, both as a paperback and as an ebook through Amazon.com, BarnesNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. Kathy Coleman, thank you so much for joining us. I hope we'll have another conversation on our show. I certainly hope so, Ed. It's been a pleasure. The next issue of TV Confidential will premiere next week and we will play part two of our conversation with actor David Starzik. David Starzik, Richard Casablancas, and Veronica Martin. For that, in the meantime, that'll be it for our program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, Raffa Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, Greg Airborne, our producer, Chris Carman. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetic Health Hotline today. 800-712-8002. That's 800-712-8002. Paid for by U.S. Med. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.